It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everybody, and welcome to North Star Sports. I'm your host, Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MM. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star MIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarsports.media. And welcome to the show, everyone. We got a great one for you today here on this Thursday, November 19th, as we look to preview UFC 255 Figueredo versus Perez which will take place on November 21st, this Saturday, at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, good to be back with you guys as I just finished up the uh, the recap, so right back at it here. Uh, and, and again, man, should be a good one. There's, there's a lot to look forward to here. Obviously, uh, UFC pay-per-views almost always deliver. There's plenty of great fights on here. Uh, plenty of big names, and uh, obviously the main card showdown is back, and the November World Grand Prix uh, is is on. Um, again, we'll get right into the housekeeping here. So, uh, yeah, like I said, the you know the the Grand Prix is back. Uh, you know, a lot of pressure on me, a lot of pressure on me because I, uh, you know, I won the October World Grand Prix, but I am no longer the champion because I lost it to Reagan Hooverman on a very very controversial, very controversial uh, decision. I blame the fucking dunderheads who scored that fight 29-28 for uh, Corey McKenna over Kay Hansen. I would have, you know, beaten up on Reagan Hooverman, but, you know, even even uh, even a broken clock is right twice a day, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to correct the mistake that is Reagan Hooverman when it comes to uh, the main card showdown. You better believe that the mailman is going to deliver. And then, hey, listen, you know, on the other side of the bracket, it's uh, it's Jordan and Drew, and you know, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. I'll beat both of them in the same night. Completely irrelevant. They can combine their scores together, and I'll still beat them. So, you know, do- does not matter. I'm gonna run through Reagan Hooverman, and, and then I'm I'm just gonna run through whoever's next. And uh, you know, I'm I'm grabbing the bag and I'm grabbing the dub, and you know, that's that's all that matters. But you know, it it's it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be a fun one. We also have. Uh, on the prelims, uh, Captain Captain is back, uh, and he's taking on uh, Pip. He's taking on uh, Connor Connor Peterson, but we're gonna call him Pip because uh, we don't want to have two Petersons uh, on the roster because then that's gonna get very confusing when we say Peterson. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a good one. It's probably the biggest one to date. Um, so fitting that it coincides with uh, a pay per view. Um. Yeah, I think that's all the housekeeping we we have. Uh, like I mentioned on the previous show, hopefully we can get Reagan Hooverman on the show tomorrow. That would be exciting. Um, a lot to talk about with Reagan Hooverman. I'm I'd be very curious to pick his uh, basketball knowledge, especially considering you know everything that's taken place with uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, yeah, so you know some fun stuff here on the horizon for North Star Sports. Um, but for now, we'll focus in on the task at hand, and we'll look to preview UFC 255, Figueredo versus Perez. And we will start here on the uh, prelim opener. It's going to be a welterweight fight here between Louis Koski and Sasha Palatnikov. Koski is 7-0. and Palatnikov is 5-2. and uh, We'll take a look here if I can find him. Uh, I thought I had it opened, but again... You know, 
all bets are off when you have an HP computer because, you know, they are pieces of shit. Um, but we'll pull up the odds here. Uh, these coming from uh, Odds Shark. And uh, let's see here. Yeah, so, um, oh, wow, they have all the different odds. So I can just choose whatever odds I want. We'll go with Bovada. They seem like a respectable bunch. So Bovada has uh, Koski as the minus 450 favorite. So that's pretty darn significant right there. That's that's a, that's a pretty big favorite. Um, and, and yeah, again, um, good lord, this computer's trash. Um, but yeah, so Louis Koski, obviously his brother, uh, Orion, uh, they both got signed to the UFC on uh, this season of uh, the Contender Series, which just wrapped up a couple of days ago. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. Again, I'm not going to sit here and waste three minutes on, on a, a preview here for shit I don't know about. I, I only know as much as, as the average fan does who's tuned into the Contender Series. Listen, he had an impressive performance against Victor Reyna. I think Reyna was the favorite in that fight. Certainly had more experience, but again, your guess is as good as mine uh, what happens in this fight. He is the prohibitive favorite, so I will side with him. And, you know, you look at uh, Sasha Palatnikov, uh, interesting guy, interesting guy. I don't, uh, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out. So he's got like a Russian last name. He fights out of Hong Kong. He went to university at the uh, University of Buffalo. So I don't know, just an interesting guy, an interesting guy repping Hong Kong. Shout out to Hong Kong. Um, he uh, back at uh, UAE Warriors 8, uh, he got knocked out in the first round by Munir Lazez. That's basically basically all we know basically all we know so yeah i'm gonna go lewis koski on this one just because he's such a big favorite and at least i've seen him fight before and uh that's that's more than i can say for um sasha all right moving on here still on the prelims obviously still on the prelims uh kyle Dawkins is taking on dustin stolzfus uh stolzfus um uh, is nine and one stolzfus dustin we'll call him dustin s because that's that's a tricky name uh, he is 13-1. and one. Uh, We'll take a look here at the uh, Bovada odds. They'll have Dawkins as the minus 325 favorite. Um, yeah, interesting fight. Obviously, two young guys here. Uh, Kyle Dawkins, I think his, even his brother's in the UFC. What was it? Uh, was it Chris Dawkins? Something Dawkins. Uh, but yeah, 27 years old. Uh, he's got great height uh, for middleweight, 6'3". Now, he did lose his last fight to Brendan Allen. Um, I, you know, I will pull up MMA decisions on that one because that was that was a pretty close fight. I think it was a clear-cut victory for Brendan Allen, but it was a lot tougher uh, than I think he expected. Obviously, he lost last week, got knocked out by uh, Sean Strickland. Um, but listen, that was that was a good performance by Kyle Dawkins. Um, okay, so one judge had Dave Hagen had Allen winning all three rounds, and uh, it was just two rounds for Allen on the other two. Uh, yeah, okay, so obviously he didn't win that fight, but it was it was a good showing, and that's that's tough. I mean, Brendan Allen was in the rankings. We just took him out, but um, you know what I mean? And he even he even kind of impressed me his uh, first time on the Contender Series when he beat Michael Lombardo. Uh, obviously, he didn't get signed, had to go pick up two more victories, but again, he's a ground guy. Uh, he likes to choke the living shit out of people. I think, like, all but one of his victories have come by submission, and... Uh, 
I'm glad to see him get a shot in the UFC, and this is a this is a far more appropriate matchup against another guy who's early in his career, um, who's not ranked like Allen. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just glad he's in the UFC because if you're not a knockout artist, you're not going to get signed from the contender series. You know what I mean? That's just not like who was that um, <clears throat> that Italian gangster from a couple of uh, episodes ago just completely dominates the fight has like 14 minutes of ground control in a three-round fight and still doesn't get signed it's like yeah UFC doesn't really care too much about ground fighters but it's 50% of fighting and it's a perfectly valid way to win so watch out for Dawkins. I I really think kind of funnily enough like Brendan Allen you know maybe if he can improve his striking a little bit you know Dawkins could be ranked in in the next you know 12 to 18 months I mean uh talented talented fighter uh, definitely on the ground, and uh, Stoltzfus, um, was it? Yeah, no, it was. It was this season of the of the Ultimate Fighter Jesus. Well, that's coming back as well. Uh, but the Contender Series, where uh, he he uh, fought Joseph Pfeiffer, where he uh, fucking he turned that guy's arm into a fucking wet noodle, uh, dislocated his elbow. That was uh, that was grody, as uh, middle schoolers would say back in two thousand eight. Um, but yeah, it was very very grody. Other than that, I don't know a whole lot about him. He's, he's on a very impressive win streak. I, w- I wish that fight wouldn't have ended by, by gruesome dislocation of an elbow for many reasons. Obviously, that's a terrible thing to happen, but also, I it's not a whole lot of takeaways. I mean, your opponent just got injured, and he was winning that fight up until that point, but you know, it's just four minutes and 20 seconds of tape that we have on, uh, on this guy facing relative UFC competition. Uh, I am going Dawkins on this one, and I do think he'll choke him out. Um, although, shit, I mean, you look at uh, you look at this guy, and uh, you know, Dustin's got uh, he's got some submissions on his record as well. So, uh, you know, might be destined for a you know a showdown on the ground. All right, moving on here, we have a welterweight fight here between Alan Joban and Jaron Jared Gooden. Excuse me. Uh, Joban is 16 and 7. Gooden is 17 and 4. Uh, the Bovada odds have uh, Joban as the minus 155 favorite. Um, I'm surprised it's not a little higher. I, I feel like I've heard the name Jared Gooden before, but uh, don't have anything committed to uh, memory. Uh, Joban, he's been doing a lot of work with, uh, with ESPN. He's been on some of those uh, pre and post fight shows. Um, I like his analysis. He's he's a cheery guy, and uh, I don't know. I, I like seeing him on uh, on some of those shows. I think he definitely has a future in uh, in media. Um, I like him a lot more than I like fucking Angela Hill because I don't have to hear her fucking stupid Seth Rogen laugh, a fake laugh too, by the way. Fucking every thirty five seconds, just have to hear. <laughs> Fucking not built, not built for media. Sorry, Angela Hill, um, and Dominic Cruz. I love Dominic Cruz's commentary because he's a brilliant fucking guy. But uh, I don't know, man. Could you like, could you take a, a shot of espresso before you go on air? Like, could you at least pretend to try to sound like you're alive? <laughs> can Can you try not to sound like Ben Stein or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, the monotone guy from Hollywood? Like, yeah, just. I, I like Joe Bannon. You know what? For that reason alone, for that reason alone, I'm picking him in this fight. Um, you know, he, he's on a, th- well, one fight losing streak, but he's lost three of his last four. 
Um, I, uh, windows definitely closing in on Joe Ban. I would focus a lot more on media than I would on fighting because, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's at the end of his career here. But I still think he picks up one here. Uh, Jared Gooden, his nickname is The Night Train, N-I-T-E. Uh, so that's that's fun. That's fun. Uh, he's making his uh, UFC debut. Oh, so I guess I guess I was confusing him with uh, somebody else. Yeah, I never heard of this guy, but uh, yeah, I think Joe Ban wins. Uh, huge, huge high-level uh, experience discrepancy here. Ah, all right. Moving on here, uh, another fight here in the welterweight division. Uh, Nicholas Dalby taking on Daniel Rodriguez. Dalby is 18 and 18-3 and 1, excuse me. Uh, Rodriguez is 13 and 1. We'll take a look at the Bovada odds. Uh, they'll have Rodriguez as the minus 120 minus 325. Jesus Christ. Minus 325 favorite. Um yeah, I agree. I, I think this will be utter domination for Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, this guy is the real deal. Um 33 years old it'd be definitely would be nicer if he came to the UFC a little bit younger but he's directly in his prime and he is just finishing people uh that uh uh that that fight against Gabe Green uh was was extraordinary I think it was fight of the night as well they were just slinging leather knocks out Dwight Grant um last time out um just just three months ago uh, he's three and zero in the UFC. He's three and zero in 2020, and uh, you know he'll he'll be knocking on the doorsteps of of the rankings if he can win this one. The only loss he has came back in 2017, split decision to Victor Reyna, but he started professional MMA back in 2015, June of 2015. So I don't know what his deal is. Maybe he was a college wrestler or something, but definitely started pro MMA a little bit later. But you know he's making up for lost time, and I'm I'm very impressed by this guy. His power is insane, and he's kind of like he's kind of like OSP with his striking as well. The left side of his body is so dangerous, whether it's his left hand or his left head kick or whatever. The the, the power this guy possesses possesses is something uh, really special, and uh, you know power is obviously a sometimes an overrated thing to talk about. Oh, this guy has power. This guy has power. Whatever. No, no, no. Daniel Rodriguez certainly certainly has uh extraordinary power especially for welterweight um nicholas dalby uh, surprising he's up there in age he's 36 obviously this is his second time around in the ufc um he got uh oh that's right so he actually got choked out by jesse ronson but officially now because i think ronson tested positive for some bullshit um that's a no contest so I mean, technically, he hasn't lost since uh, uh, 2018, although he's had two no contests in his last fucking three fights. And both of his no contests were weird. I mean, he lost to, like, a guy who was way worse than him and Jesse Ronson, and then the no contest versus Ross Houston was a fucking blood. They stopped that fight in uh, Cage Warriors because the cage was so bloody, they kept slipping up and down like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon with blood. Um, so yeah, he's had a weird couple of fights. I think Rodriguez beats him handedly. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think Dobby's a little bit washed. All right, moving on here in the uh, women's flyweight division, 
We'll have a battle here between Antonina Shevchenko and Ariane Lipsky. Shevchenko is 8-2, Lipsky 13-5. Shevchenko is the minus 160 favorite. I'm kind of torn. I'm torn on this one. I really am. Um, I believe Antonina is ranked... So let me pull up the uh, North Star Sports UFC rankings. They will show that... Oh, I guess she's not ranked. I guess she fell out of the ranking. She was ranked at one point, um, but no more. Okay, so never mind. Uh, battle of unranked fighters here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to figure out where Shevchenko is. Obviously came to the UFC... Yeah, you know, kind of old, kind of old. So she's 35 right now. I mean, not a whole lot of 35-year-old female mixed martial artists, you know, going out there and, you know, doing dominant things in the rankings. And, you know, again, uh, I think her ceiling is being ranked anywhere from 10 to 15, but I, I don't think she's ever going to do anything. I mean, fighting Chukagian is definitely tough because she might have been ranked in the UFC, not by us at like 12 or something and then loses to like the number one contender or not number one contender because she just lost to her sister but the number one ranked fighter and then you know a split decision loss to Roxanne Modafferi I mean she'll beat up on the opponents she's supposed to beat up on she'll lose to the ones that are significantly higher ranked than her um but Lipsky kind of falls in between she falls in between she's she definitely not in the rankings but you know up and coming uh a lot of steam from her uh, when she came over from KSW, the queen of violence. And, uh, I mean, she had a tough UFC debut. She fought Joanne Calderwood, lost that fight, lost to Molly McCann, but rebounded with two uh, victories over uh, Isabella de, Isabella de Padua. I'm sure I fucking butchered that. My apologies to Brazil. And uh, Luana Carolina. So, again, it's, it's really a range finder for both fighters here. It, it tells me a lot about either I you know no matter how this turns out it tells me a lot about both of these fighters because this is a very pivotal fight you know if Lipsky loses to Shevchenko kind of tells me that uh you know we know where she is she's not going to beat a ranked opponent um you know what I mean and unless there's you know notable improvement and Shevchenko yeah might as well cut her if she loses to Lipsky just because up there in age we're signing a lot of fighters in this division and um yeah, not not here to compete seriously. So um, tough to know. I, I'm I'm gonna side with Lipsky on this one. Um, man, I I just don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I think just the age and the upside for for Lipsky. You know, I, I do think it'll be a fun fight though. Uh, maybe a dark horse for fight of the night, just because it, it will be. It will probably be a, just a kickboxing match. So uh, I'll be curious to see how this one turns out. All right, moving on. Still on the prelims here, we have a middleweight fight here between Joaquin Buckley and Jordan Wright. Buckley is 11 and 3, Wright is 11 and 1, 11 and 0. Um Yeah, inter- interesting fight. I would have figured they probably would have given Buckley a bigger opponent. Uh just given he has a top 3 knockout in the UFC all-time over uh, Impa Kasanganai. Um But I guess I guess not. And and that's that's kind of unfortunate because uh, you're not really going to build Buckley's name off of a guy like Jordan Wright, uh, although per- perhaps it's fair, you know what I mean, it was a knockout over a UFC newcomer, but um, yeah, I don't know, it should be a good fight, uh, again, I don't I, I don't know a whole lot about Buckley, 
um, or or Jordan Wright. Um, although I will say with with Buckley, I was impressed with his fight with Kevin Holland. I know he got knocked out pretty badly in that fight, but uh, you know, short notice fight, UFC debut against a guy who is as game as anyone, and uh, I think a guy who probably will be in the rankings at some point. Obviously, has that big fight upcoming with um, Hermanson. So, you know, no harm, no foul. I mean, that that's a tough fight for anybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really disagree with the uh, matchmaking here. Uh, Jordan Wright, 29, uh, trained with uh, John Jones over at Jackson Wink. Uh, won his UFC debut back in August over Ike Villanueva because he put... Um, well, I'm not going to say what it looked like, but he put something on Ike Villanueva's head that, uh, you know, looked uh, looked like it was pretty wide open. It was a very bad cut, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying not to get too caught up with, the, you know, in the hype train here, because um, that's easy to do. That's cheap, but um, I, I do think Buckley will probably win this one. I'm going to go by decision, though, because I don't want to just be like... Well, he had a crazy knockout, so I'm going to go Buckley by uh, knockout here. I don't fucking know. I mean, he could have just gotten lucky. Um, you know you know what I mean, not lucky. I'm sure he trained that, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Could be a tougher fight than uh, people realize. All right, moving on uh, to the prelim headliner. It's a flyweight fight here between Brandon Moreno and Brandon Royval. Moreno is 17-5-1. Royval is 12-4. We'll take a look at the odds here from Bovada. They'll have Moreno as the minus 185 favorite. Um, And then we'll also take a look here at uh, North Star Sports flyweight rankings. Uh, So Brandon Moreno is uh, number two, and Royval is number seven. Um... Dangerous fight for Moreno. I mean, you could have justified giving him a title shot over, um, you know, Alex Perez, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, they felt Perez was uh, more deserving. Or Actually, their rankings probably differ from ours, but ours are, uh, you know, correct rankings. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think this guy's entering his prime. He's 26, which sounds pretty young, but like we always say, flyweight skews very, very young. Because once you lose your speed, you are not relevant in the flyweight division. You're getting knocked the fuck out. So, um, I don't know. If he beats Royval, he's probably next in line. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they try to go back to Cody Garbrandt or who knows. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Moreno, solid, solid fighter. Uh, you know, he beat a very washed-up Juicy Formiga back in March. Uh, went over Kai Kara France. Uh, a, a split draw with Asker Askarov, which was interesting. I guess then we found out Askarov's actually pretty legit. I mean, we have him ranked at number three. Um, but yeah, a guy who's been in the UFC for uh, for a good while. Been in the UFC since 2016. Had some losses, you know, lost to a Sergio Pettis, lost to a, a Pantoja. But um, I don't know, if he beats Royval, could be next in line. And, and for Royval, the stakes are, are even higher because, you know, you're very new to the UFC. You're very green. You made your debut in May. But you beat Tim Elliott, who I think fought for the title. Uh, you beat Kai Kara France. You choked him out. Listen, if you come out here and beat the number two guy, I mean, shit, you're really wedging yourself in the uh, title conversation here. So uh, a lot on the line here. I don't scout a lot of flyweight fights. Uh, I'll say Moreno wins this fight, but, you know, the raw dog. The raw dog Brandon Royville is game as hell. This will be a tough, tough fight. 
I mean, he made it a war with Tim Elliott. He made it a war with uh, Kara France. Uh, he is a tough, tough guy. And uh, he, he's very fun to watch, too. I would certainly would not discount the fact that he, he could win here. Um, but I am going to go with uh, Moreno on this one. All right, moving on here to the main card opener. It's a light heavyweight fight here between Mauricio Shogun Hua and Paul the Bear Jew Craig. Uh, Hua is 27, 11, and 1. Paul Craig is 13, 4, and 1. Uh, we'll take a look at the odds here. They will have Paul Craig as the minus 185 favorite. Um, and I, I agree. I agree. I'm going with uh, Paul Craig on this one. Um, although I, I don't like it. I don't like it. You know what I mean? This is a gross fucking fight. Uh, oh, and they both are ranked. I forgot because the light heavyweight is so fucking shallow that these guys are ranked. Um, so, yeah, uh, Shogun is 14. Craig is 15. Um, God, just a f- gross fight. Just a, you know, you talk about forcing Anderson Silva to retire, and rightfully so. Um, hey, Junior DeSantos, can you not get fucking knocked out for the fifth time in a row? It might be time to retire, buddy. Shogun Hua, can you please fucking retire, dude, for the sake... Your brain's probably gone anyways, but dude, can you just... There's a chance it might not be completely unsalvageable. Can you just fucking retire, dude? You're not going to become champ again. I don't know. If you need money, I'll flip you a couple of bills. I'll I'll, I'll fucking flip you some nickels. Why are you still fighting it? And he's not even... He's not even good. You know, I respect him. I respect them for doing that fight with uh, Little Nog. You know, I know nobody asked for it, and Shogun won the first two times. But I at least respect that they didn't—they didn't just say, "Oh, Shogun, how about you fight Johnny Walker, or how about you fight Jimmy Crute, or, or uh, you know, some young up-and-comer who's just gonna fucking flatline you? How about you? How about these two old guys, two very old grandpas, fight each other?" Okay, if they're gonna fight, it makes sense to fight them against other grandpas because, you know, then that's somewhat fair. But, like, I don't know, man. There's literally nothing left. We are below negative when it comes to left in the tank. Uh, you know, the, the we're so past E at this point that it's, it's pathetic that Shogun's still getting a fight. I don't know, man. And, and Paul Craig is frustrating as all all hell when it comes to watching him fight because Paul Craig is really talented he's very good on the ground his striking just makes you want to just fucking punch yourself in the head repeatedly Um, got you know brutally knocked out by Alonzo Menafield because he learned how to do a spinning back kick or whatever and didn't time it right and just got fucking flatlined Uh, that was that infamous UFC Minneapolis card um yeah, if the, if the fight goes to the ground, I I love Paul Craig's chances, but he is a very boring fighter. Very talented, I'm rooting for him, but and I'm picking him, but uh, just <laughs> not looking forward to this fight. All right, moving on here. Uh, we have a fl- women's flyweight fight here between Caitlin Chukagian and Cynthia Calvillo, Chukagian is 14 and 4, Calvillo is 9, 1 and 1. Uh, we'll look at the rankings here. We'll have Caitlin Chukagian as the number 2 ranked women's flyweight uh, contender and Calvillo as number 4. Uh, we'll also take a look at the Bovada odds here. They will have Calvillo as the minus 270 favorite. 
Interesting fight. That's a very quick turnaround for Chukagian. Obviously, she didn't take a whole lot of damage in that fight. Just kind of got hit in the stomach in an awkward spot and uh, got hit again when Andrade blitzed. So, you know, yeah, she technically got knocked out, but it's not like she got, you know, knocked out to the head. I mean, it was a body knockout. I mean, uh, you know, but she is on a crazy, crazy pace. And I know that she said, I think she was the one who wanted to become a mom at some point in the future. So she's just, you know, fighting as frequently as she can. And, um, I don't know. It's working out for her, I guess. I mean, she's getting a lot of fights and, you know, she's getting highly ranked opponents here. I mean, that's the crazy part. Cause it's one thing to say, I want to fight very often. And then they just kind of feed you like the number 14 fighter. Uh, and then, you know, the number 12 fighter and, you know, guys like that and gals like that. But no, she's getting tough. She's getting tough fights. Calvillo is a tough fight. And, uh, you know, after Calvillo, perfect time to come back because, you know, I still contend that the flyweight division is wide open when it comes to who gets the title shot next. <coughs> because, you know, Calvillo beats Jessica I, has one win in, in the division. Oh, she needs to fight for the title next. Then it was Calderwood. Then she lost. Then Maya won. Then now it's Maya. There's no rhyme or reason why these people get title fights. I mean, it's just we need somebody to feed Shevchenko. So who wants to get knocked out? It's basically what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, I mean, should be a good fight here. I'm gonna side with Calvillo on this one. I'm gonna pick her. Um, Chukagian's a great fighter but she's a great kickboxer. Very inept on the ground. We saw that against Shevchenko. Of course, that's against the greatest to ever do it. Um, but Calvillo is a wrestler. I think she takes her down. Probably a boring decision like uh, most uh, female fights. But um, yeah, I think Calvillo probably wins it. I don't know. I'm sure Chukagian's striking will look very good for the 90 seconds at the beginning of each round. Uh, where she uh, is is standing up, and then for uh, you know the rest of the round, it's it's probably just Calvillo working on the ground. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll go uh, Calvillo by decision. All right, moving on here to uh, the featured bout. It's a uh, welterweight fight here between Mike Perry and Tim Means. Perry is fourteen and six. Means is thirty twelve and one. We'll look at the odds here. They'll have Mike Perry as the minus 155 favorite. Uh, leave it to the UFC to never give Mike Perry a uh, tough fight. Nothing against Tim Means, but, you know, well, we're, we're never going to put Mike Perry against someone in the rankings. God forbid. We'll just have him beat up Mickey Gall. Uh, I, I'm, I'm Mike Perryed out. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. He's a scumbag. Uh, he's interesting to watch, though, but uh, I'm just waiting for him to get fucking flatlined that would excite me greatly and hopefully tim means can do it i don't think he's the one to uh to do it however but uh yeah just a guy who um will probably be in the ufc for as long as he wants because he's a big name but uh he's not a very good fighter that is uh that's obvious uh let's see here one two three four five he's three and five in his last eight and uh yeah i don't know i don't know how much more i can say about mike perry without getting in trouble and uh, Tim Means, I think he won his last fight, last couple maybe. Uh, yeah, I beat Lariano Starapoli. Uh, did get choked up by Daniel Rodriguez, which is interesting because uh, he's a knockout artist. Uh, a guy who's losing way more fights than he's winning these days. So I don't have a whole lot of uh, don't have a whole lot of faith in Tim Means. Although Mike Perry is the uh, walking, talking, 
human configuration of CTE, uh, who's coached by his uh, fucking like twenty year old girlfriend. Um, I, oddly enough, I'm gonna go Mike Perry uh, on this one. We're gonna go by decision. I don't know. It's kind of talented. I don't think Tim Means beats him, but uh, yeah, here's hoping he knocks him out. All right, moving on here to the co-main event of the evening. It's for the UFC Flyweight Championship of the World. Uh, it's between Valentina Shevchenko and Jennifer Maya. Uh, Shevchenko is 19-3, and Maya 18-6-1. Uh, we'll take a look at the rankings here. Jennifer Maya ranked at number three in the division. Uh, the odds are uh, ridiculous. Uh, Bovada has Valentina Shevchenko as the minus 1,800 favorite. The minus 1,800 favorite. I don't know anyone who would ever fucking bet that. I see a lot of people say, oh, that's free money. Yeah, not really. Not really, because it's possible Maya wins. Uh, Certainly not probable. But like, oh, because what does that mean? I'm going to bet... I don't even know what the fuck that means. I'm going to bet like 100 bucks to win fucking a dollar? A dollar eighty? I don't even know. I, those odds are so crazy. I can't even fucking quantify them. Um, yeah, not even fucking worth it. Um, she's gonna win though. She's gonna, oh, man. She's gonna knock out Jennifer Maya. She's gonna knock her out pretty bad. The the only question is, will she knock her out on the feet or will she ground and pound her into a stoppage? Because both are probably equally as likely to happen. Um, Jennifer Maya does not deserve a title shot. Uh, if you beat Joanne Calderwood, that does not give you a title shot. Joanne Calderwood never should have had a title shot. Um, only fitting that she lost. Uh, Calderwood would have gotten knocked out. Calvillo could be knocked out if she ever fights her. Uh, and, and Maya's going to get knocked out. I mean, she lost in July of 2018 to Liz Carmouche. Rebounds with a win over Alexis Davis, who's on one of the longest losing streaks in the fucking UFC. Beats Roxanne Mataferi, okay. <laughs> Loses to Caitlin Chukagian, who got knocked out by uh, Shevchenko in three rounds. And then you choke out Joanne Calderwood. Okay. <laughs> I guess somebody's got to fight Shevchenko, but uh, not gonna go go not gonna go well for her. She will be finished very quickly. I'd say in under two rounds. I'd say in under two rounds. I think Shevchenko, obviously a very smart fighter, not exactly a marauder. But I think as 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 intelligently and as by the book as possible, she's gonna walk her down and just finish her. It's 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 not even gonna be close. I'd be absolutely fucking floored, as would the sports books, if Jennifer Maya won this one. All right, moving on here to the main event of the evening. It's for the UFC flyweight championship of the world. It's between Davison Figueroa. And Alex Perez Figueredo, 19 and 1. Perez, 24 and 5. Uh, Alex Perez is North Star Sports number four ranked flyweight. Uh, we'll look at the odds here. They're much more reasonable. Davis and Figueredo, the minus 305 favorite, according to Bovada. Um, yeah, again, again, I would be. I actually, I actually would be floored if Davison lost this fight. <coughs> Excuse me. Perez, cool storyline, bro. You, you fought on the Contender Series, very awesome. 
okay, you're you're six and one in the UFC. That sounds good. I mean, that is good. That is good. But who did you beat? Uh, Carl's John De Thomas, Eric Shelton, Jose Torres, Mark De La Rosa, whose fucking nickname is the Bumblebee. His fucking he's a guy. He's a human male, and his nickname is the fucking Bumblebee. You beat Jordan Espinoza, and you beat Juicier Formiga, who is like 37 years old, which basically means he's 65 years old when it comes to flyweights. Okay, you technically do have six wins in the UFC. They are against the canniest of cans. So, I think Davison knocks him out in round one. I don't even think this will be close. If it goes any longer than the first round, it's just going to be utter domination. Um, Again, man, like... Maybe Espinosa was in the rankings, just because that that was probably at a time where they had 12 fighters signed to the roster. So if you were 0-3 and signed to the roster, you were probably ranked. Um, fuck me, man. I I don't know how they come up with shit like this. You know what I mean? I don't I don't understand it, man. Would have made much more sense to put Brandon Moreno in here. At least he's actually beaten some names at flyweight. Alex Perez is just he's just a box score. Six and one sounds nice, but you have two of the most uninteresting, uncompetitive title fights you possibly could make. Nobody cares about Jennifer Maya. Nobody cares about Alex Perez. They don't deserve title shots. But somebody's got to fight. Props to him. I mean, he could win. You know, Davison could slip on a fucking banana peel, and you know he wins. But I, I don't see it happening. Davison. Listen, the way Davison handled Joseph Benavidez. And, and and Benavidez being a guy who's probably the probably the best UFC fighter to never win a UFC championship. Da- you know, Joseph Benavidez has beaten everybody, everybody in, in that in that 125 division since its inception, except for Demetrius Johnson and uh, uh, and Davison. So, okay, if Davison fucks him up that badly in their last two fights had like four knockdowns in in round one of their uh, last fight I don't think Alex Perez is gonna stand a chance and I don't know man that's why I liked Cody coming down because it you know former bantamweight champ he's got good power interesting storylines does he deserve it not exactly but um definitely a big name to build Davison this does nothing to build Davison the only the, the thing you have to hope for if you're a fan of Davison or if you're a fan of the UFC <clears throat> or if you are the UFC, is that Davison just flatlines this guy in a very impressive fashion so that you can share it on social media. Because, oh, Davison wins 50-45 over Alex Perez. Okay, that does nothing for your company. Does nothing for your company. But, um, yeah, whatever, whatever, man. I'm still going to watch it. I still hope it's fun. I hope I'm wrong. But um, I don't think I will be. So, yeah, we'll go Davison by round one KO. Uh, And, uh, yeah, with that, we've reached the end of our uh, preview here. So, again, you can follow me on Twitter at OwenElyMN, the mailman at OwenTheMailman, NorthStarSports at NorthStarMIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarSports.media. Updated rankings, revamped main card showdown page. Uh, Of course, we have the main card showdown this Saturday. It's leg one of our uh, November World Grand Prix, so be sure to tune in. Uh, But for now, thanks for tuning in, everybody.